When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. The verdicts are random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. Hi. Hi, welcome back. To True Crimes. Against Wine. Sidebar edition. Yes, I am Rachel. I'm Topher. And we're here to answer some burning questions of yours. Yes. So how this works is that you send in a question and we answer it. So are you ready for our question for today, Topher? Mm-hmm. Okay. So today's question is from Gail. Okay. Hi, Gail. Hey. And she wants to know, how do you know which wines to pair with which cheeses? Awesome. Thank mm-hmm. you for that question, Gail. So wine pairing is something that's really, really fun to talk about Mm -hmm. because you have to remember that wine is both an art and a science. Mm. So there are definitely just a few very hard and set rules that you need to follow. But then the rest of it's more along the lines of guidelines. Okay. So it gives you kind of a lot of freedom and creativity to make your own choices. Nice. Okay. I've got a few tips to go through with you guys. But the first thing I want to say is what really kind of helped me when I was first delving into learning about the wine world and especially about pairing Mm -hmm. is that wine and cheese or wine and food, however you want to phrase it, in this context, wine and cheese from the same place pairs well together. Okay. So there's an old saying that's pretty true for the most part. What grows together goes together. Oh, I like that thing. That's cute. Yeah. And so just think of it in terms of, you know, if you're having a really lovely Tuscan red wine, mm-hmm. most likely what you're going to want to pair with that is a Tuscan dish. And, okay. you know, it's because that's how it was designed to be. That's why that wine exists the way that it does. Sure. That know? makes sense. Yeah. So that's a really good kind of rule of thumb. So think about pairing definitely the same countries. Mm-hmm. But if you're able to and you have enough knowledge about the region that either your wine or your cheese is from, try and pick something that's complementing that from the same region. Okay. So one instance would be like garnacha with manchego cheese. Okay. Um, both coming from the same area in Spain. Mm-hmm. Or on a more general level, a French Sauvignon Blanc, like a Loire Valley Sauvignon mm-hmm. Blanc, with a French goat cheese nice. is going to be a really nice mm-hmm. pairing as well. So that's kind of just a beginner's very basic level thing to help you as you're going through the store and thinking about things. And I know that they don't always tell you specifically where a cheese is from. But you can Google it. You can Google it, yeah. And it'll at least tell you the country in most grocery stores or cheese shops. Yeah. So you may not know like the specific territory or city or whatever, but you can you can wing it. Sure. So the next tip, and this is kind of the most important as you start to move out of that very basic level, mm-hmm. the most important thing to remember is to pair wines and cheeses with equal intensity. Mm, okay. So you don't want to pair something that's going to be really delicate with a really big and bold wine, obviously. And I know that okay. sounds really basic, but it's, okay. it's a really good thing to keep in mind because, you know, if you've got some really huge... Cabernet Sauvignon, and then you're having like a really delicate cheese with it, you're not going to taste the cheese at all. Okay. A general rule of thumb that I go by personally is that wines over 14% alcohol, Mm -hmm. and it'll tell you that on the bottle, on the Mm -hmm. label, wines that are over 14% alcohol are best with really intense cheeses. Okay. And wines that are 12% or less in alcohol are best with delicate flavors. Okay. That's just something to keep in your back pocket and remember. Another thing is that those big, bold reds pair the best with aged cheeses. 
So mm-hmm. what's happening as cheese ages, usually that's going to be about a year to longer, mm-hmm. is that as the cheese ages, it loses its water content, mm-hmm. which makes the rich flavors more pronounced. So that's going to require a richer wine to stand up to it. Okay. Another thing is that's really fun. And now this is getting into more of the creative. Oh, you know, you can take a couple of different turns here. Pairing super funky cheeses. Yeah. Which I love with sweet wines is actually a really, really great thing to experiment with. That's interesting that you said that because I would think that you would not do that. A lot of people would think that, but, but look at it this way. Salt loves sweet. That's and, true. And yeah. so like those salted like, caramel. Exactly. Yeah. Salted chocolate. Yeah. Things like that. So things like those blue veined cheeses mm. or the washed rinds, like a stinky cheese, mm. they have funk to them, but they also have a pretty considerable salty tang to them right. as well. Mm-hmm. So having that sweeter wine with it really does well. Think about Sauternes, Port, Moscato, Gewürztraminer, all of those. Mm. So what's happening is that the sweetness is balancing out the funk and the stinkiness is tempering the sweetness. Okay. So they just, they play well together. So that's fun. I would say, especially if you're having like a really funky, pungent Stilton blue cheese, Mm -hmm. try that with an aged tawny port. Mm. It is delightful. Mm. Another fun one is bubbles. Bubbles pairing well with creamy cheeses. So think of like an extra brute champagne Mm -hmm. with a camembert or brie. Mm. Um, Those really creamy, fat heavy cheeses that this is a weird way to describe it, but they kind of stick to your palate, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so then you take a sip of that chilled bubbly champagne. It's like this. Yeah. It's a palate cleanser. It's like those scrubby bubbles, you know, that go over your tongue. (laughs) And so what that's doing is it's. The champagne is the scrubbing bubbles of drinks. That's exactly right. Nice. So what that's doing is it's cleansing your palate, making it so that every bite that you take of that softer, creamy cheese is kind of like the first bite. And you know how that's always the first bite is always the best because your palate hasn't acclimated to it yet. So it's a fun... You're not just shoving food into your mouth. You're actually tasting it. Right. So, So that's a really fun one to do as well. Now, I know that for me personally, I'm usually serving an array of different things when mm-hmm. I have people over and have a cheese board. So sometimes it can be difficult because you're All like... All the craft singles you can imagine. Every single flavor. Topher loves them. <laughs> just Lunchables, really. Oh. Just a variety of Lunchables. Aren't Lunchables charcuterie for kids, though? Basically. Yeah. yeah. Basic charcuterie. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that is a cool thing to keep in mind as you're hosting, if you have several different wines that you're wanting to do, or if you're hosting like a wine tasting mm. where you've got several different varietals is that firm nutty cheeses are kind of a universal. Okay, so they'll they, kind of pair well with different kinds of wine. Yeah, they've got enough of that fat content mm-hmm. to really pair well with the tannins, mm-hmm. but the flavors are still delicate enough to go with like a softer Pinot Noir or certain whites and things like that. So it's kind of a fun wild card that way. Okay. I wish that I could say that you can reverse that formula and mm-hmm. that there's a wine that goes spectacularly with a bunch of different types of cheeses, But it doesn't quite translate that way. I would say having like more of a medium body is the closest that you're going to get. Like a neutral, as neutral as you can get when it comes to wine. Yeah. But part of the fun is having the tasting going on with lots of different types of wines. So I think it's one thing if you're just having a friend over and obviously you don't want to have six different bottles of wine that you're going through. Or do you? I don't know. I don't know your life. But if you're having a group of people over, then yeah, get 
a bunch of different types of wine, like one bottle per person or something. Yeah. And then you can all pour like little mini pours so that as you're going through, and I, I like to do that too, where you've got three different smaller glasses in front of you and mm-hmm. you can kind of switch between them as you're and enjoying sample. the different yeah. cheeses. Yeah. That's so a nice a, way to see like what pairs well. It really is. And it looks very fancy too. Like I've never done it before where people haven't been like, oh my gosh, I feel so sophisticated right now. I feel like I'm at some professional tasting. Yeah. So you get extra host points too. Nice. So. And those add up and you can redeem them later. You can redeem them later oh. in our merch shop once we set that up. Yes. Um. <laughs> you just tell us how many points you have. It's an honor system really. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We won't question it. Nope. so yeah that's that's kind of my basic introductory go-to for some tips for how you would pair cheeses and wines together gail i hope that that helps you out in your journey and i hope that it helps you being the hostess with the mostest yes and if uh our other listeners have questions please send them in you can find us at true crimes against wine gmail instagram facebook yep all the things carrier pigeon wherever (laughs) Whatever you want. Cheers, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Yes. Bye. Bye.